0: you found the everything apostolic podcast delight your soul feed your spirit and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing miracles end time prophecy holiness and everything that apostolics love and now here's your host pastor author blogger and teacher charles rodas
1: You have just reached everything apostolic. Hi, this is Charles Rodas, your host. It's so good to be with you today, and I'm glad you're here with me. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I've got a word for you from Matthew chapter 6. We're going to talk about prayer. And as you saw the title here on Everything Apostolic, the title of this podcast teaching today is the importance of closet praying. The importance of closet praying. Now, as apostolic Christian people, you know, we believe in prayer. Uh, We practice prayer. And uh, at our church uh, where I attend, we have some powerful praying going on. Pre-service prayer, special prayer meetings but i'm not going to talk about that today congregational praying and group praying but i want to talk about this one verse and in this passage here in matthew 6 jesus gives several things he says for us to do when we pray and verse 6 chapter 6 verse 6 he gives a very important principle and there's reasons He gives this command to us. So let me read that, Matthew 6, 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which seeth in secret, and thy Father shall reward thee openly. Wow, praise the Lord. That's powerful, powerful verse. I love this verse. I love what it does, and I love what it means. And I love to pray with our church family. Oh my, when we get together, powerful things happen and victories are wrought and, you know, we're praying for one another. And that is biblical, I mean, 100%. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here today. There's Bible for that. Absolutely, there's Bible for group prayers and uh congregational prayers and there's bible for that but today we're just going to talk about closet praying and the importance of that because it is so crucial for you as an individual that you learn to hear the voice of the lord and that you learn the spirit of the lord the presence of god and how god would minister back to you and when you are alone in your closet so let's define the word closet by chance possibility there's someone here listening that not familiar with the term closet jesus was not talking about your clothes you know clothes closet or shoe closet brooms and brushes and mops and you're in there wrestling with a mop and mops on top of your head hanging down in your face you know or or your your, your coats and you, you know you're trying to get up under the coats and they're all hanging down and you're just hunkered down and Throwing shoes out of the closet so you can get in there and pray. No, that's not what he's talking about. No, he's not even talking about a walk-in closet. No, I had a walk-in closet at one house. Basically could use that. It was a big, could use that uh, as a place of prayer. But he's really talking about an enclosed place, a secluded place. A place where you can't see anything that can get your mind off what you're doing a place where you can't hear anything else uh and that's not always a hundred percent possible because when we live in big cities we hear sirens and noises and dogs barking and all kinds of things but you know when you get into your room or that special place and you shut the door as jesus said you enter into your closet and when thou hast shut thy door now let me say you know, in one in one place the apostle Paul said, Pray without ceasing. You know, and we should always be in prayer. We should pray everywhere all the time. You know, we should always have a spirit of prayer about us. And you know, some people say, Well, you know, my car is my closet. I pray on the way to work. It takes me forty-five minutes to get to work or what have you, and I pray on the way to work. That's good. That's 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 awesome. It really is awesome and you know and i've had many of those prayer meetings myself (laughs) and the power of god comes down and it you know when you really get after it and you go and you're worshiping you're seeking god and you got some gospel music on and in that car and the holy ghost falls and just man you're praying in tongues there you're worshiping god down the highway you know and maybe the cars over next to you they're kind of looking at you funny but you know still as wonderful and as good as that is that's not what jesus is talking about it's not. It, that is not what he's talking about. That's not what he's telling us to do. He's not telling us to stop that. He's definitely not telling us not to do that. Yeah, no, Like I said, if you're doing that, keep on doing that. But what Jesus is talking about, that is not your closet. Your car on the highway with cars next to you and traffic blowing their horns and fire engines and police and police chases and near accidents and screeching tires and airplanes and helicopters going overhead and you know and everything else you know that goes on in a a short drive in a in a city um or hey even in the country it doesn't matter the point is it's still not you you've not shut that door to seclusion because your eyes on the road you you have to concentrate on your driving you cannot let go of the steering wheel and take your feet off the brake and the pedal gas pedal you cannot forget about what you're doing there so you are you are thinking about two things you're highly thinking about prayer you're thinking about god and god's moving on you that's wonderful but a hundred percent of your attention is not given to god It's impossible. And I know somebody might want to argue that point, and I can't help that individual. But I'm telling you here what Jesus said when you pray, enter into thy closet. Your closet. Hey, listen, I believe that's a good analogy because if I go to any closet in my house and I get in it, I can't see anybody, you know, and the sounds of anybody else in the house or anything else out there is muffled. I'm secluded. Though we're not talking about a closed closet again, but there needs to be a place of seclusion. If it's the basement of your house, if it's your garage, I've heard of people praying in the garage because that was the only place where they could get alone with God. Uh, whatever. There's got to be a place where you see nothing, you hear nothing if possible. Now, I believe that includes, if if at all possible, shutting off the phone, turning off that ringer you know and turning the face down uh hey i know when i've got my phone in my in my prayer time i've got to turn the face down why because i'm getting calls in the morning you know i'm getting calls i'm getting texts and if i don't i'm going to be hearing that i'm going to be seeing that that's going to be a distraction from what i'm doing because we're not god And we're nothing like, you know, sure, there's, we've made in his image. My point is, we're not even close to being like God. Uh, And with that, we must, we must be able to get the mind of God in our time of prayer. With all the distractions in this world, all of that is a ploy and a plan against you. Because if the devil can keep you from praying through, all right, if he can keep you from hearing the voice of God, oh, again, 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 I've heard God in the car. I've had God minister to me in the car. I have travailed going down the road and had to pull over in a parking lot, just groaning with travail, you know, in the spirit. Sure. And maybe you've done all that. But still, even though I did that, that still was not my closet. God uses that. There's a time and place. But he said, Enter into thy closet. Shut your door. Okay? Why well, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. So when you're praying in secret, no one knows you're praying. No one sees you praying. No one hears you praying. Nobody's looking at you praying. You are praying alone. You are praying in secret. Sure. My wife may be in the other room. She may know I'm praying. We're not talking about that. Kids may be in the other room. They may know I'm praying. We're not talking about that. But you know what? My neighbors don't know it. Other family members don't know it. People down the road, they don't know it. Why? Because I'm in a place of seclusion. And what God is going to do do for you, because you get in that place of seclusion, and you pray in secret, what's he going to do? He said, shall reward thee openly. He said, I'm going to reward the Father will reward you openly. Oh, how powerful, how powerful. Don't you? Sure, we want to reward. We want those prayers answered. Yes, we do in Jesus name. We want those prayers answered. All right, hang on just a minute. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour and the subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodis. If your prayer life needs reviving or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, The chapter Through the Veil will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, This is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you one more. Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarodis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless. All right, so let me read that verse again, Matthew 6, 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. You know, the Pharisees of the day, um, the Sadducees and some of those, Religious people of the day of Jesus, they would stand out on the corners of the streets, and he he tells about that, and they would get out there and they would pray, and it's like some religious people today, they can pray when they're in public, okay, they can pray when they're being seen, it's like a show, but they won't spend any secret time with God, okay, for many, it's a show, and I'm not talking about us apostolic people, I'm sure there may be a few a uh, few that's doing that out there in our apostolic movement, but I have for the most part, no. But the religious church world, yeah, there's a lot of that going on out there. It's for show, and they have no personal prayer life listen i believe that we should have a personal prayer life I, I, I listen what's more important than my than my communication with god what's more important than your communication with god listen if you don't have a prayer life you're not going to have much of a quality life at all sure you could be rich and you could be wealthy and you could have a lot of things in this life and i'm not talking about that it don't matter if you have money or or, or if you don't when you're serving god when you're serving god you're gonna you can go to heaven with or without money Praise God. So that's, that doesn't even, it's not even part of the equation here. So what we're talking about <coughs> is the fact that a secret prayer life with God, every day that you go to God, every day you're seeking the face of God. Oh, he said, I'm going to reward you open. You've got to expect, have an expectation when you pray. Believe that when you pray, he hears your prayer because he does he hears you when you pray oh my your prayers are powerful you've got to believe that you've got to believe that your prayers are powerful you've got to believe that your prayers are heard by the almighty god you've got to be you've got to be convinced that he hears and he's working on an answer for your petition Oh, hallelujah, get in your closet, my brother, my sister, get in that closet, make your petition, keep driving to work and praying on your way to work or whatever you're doing some other way that you're praying and it's working, keep doing that, but also find time every day to seek the Lord, to seek the Lord in private, in private, shutting the door, in secret, seeking the face of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Matthew 6 is a great chapter about praying. Now, if you go down a little bit and we read, uh, begin to read uh, verse 11 Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For that is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. For if you forgive not their trespasses, neither will your... Father, forgive your trespasses. Isn't it something that he tied that into praying? He sure did. He really tied that into praying because sometimes we're just petitioning and petitioning and we're petitioning a God that answers prayer, but we've got tied up relationships and we've got grudges and uh, we have not forgiven others. And let let me encourage you here. If you've got against somebody, you need to forgive that somebody because your prayers are hindered. The scripture even says that when a husband and wife are bickering, that's not the word it uses. I can't quote the scripture right now, but you probably know what I'm talking about. When a husband and wife are fussing and arguing and bickering or whatever, the Bible says that is a hindrance to prayer. Oh, I don't want any hindrances to prayer. No, I don't want any hindrances to prayer we live in a, we have we, we we live in flesh okay we live we're we're by nature we're carnal but when you're born again when you're born again of the water and spirit you're no longer should be living the carnal life but the spiritual life you should have a spiritual mind and one of the ways to have and keep that spiritual mind is that daily contact That constant contact with God, getting in that secret place, pouring out your heart, pouring out your soul, pouring out your feelings, your anxieties, worries, fears, telling God all about it. Don't be afraid that he knows about it, but he wants you to tell him. He wants you to tell him. Oh, he wants to know about it. He wants to hear it from you because he cares for you. He does. He cares for you. And so sometimes you just pour it out and you begin to weep in His presence. And that's good. You do that. You pour out your soul because there's a deliverance there. There's a deliverance there. There's a healing there. There's a restoration that takes place when you're seeking God like that. And you're forgiving anyone or anyone that you have ought against, someone that's hurt you. Maybe they hurt you yesterday. Maybe they hurt you 20 years ago, whatever it was. You've got to let them go and release them and tell God, I forgive them, God. I want you to forgive them, Lord. And Lord, don't hold this against them. Don't hold this to their charge. That's what Jesus prayed when he was hanging on the cross. For The Roman soldiers just had crucified him. And, of course, the, the Pharisees had put him there. <clears throat> but you know what he prayed? He said, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that's the type of type of forgiving that Jesus wants us to do. Oh, praise the Lord, in your closet, seeking His face, gaining victory and deliverance, let God meet your needs in that secret place, and what's going to happen? God's going to reward you openly. You're praying those secret prayers, and what happens? You get to church on midweek or Sunday church, and guess what? God blesses you. He pours out a blessing right there in front of the whole church. And God's just touching you and all the victory that you feel in your soul and the deliverance. And sometimes he just blesses like that right out in front of everybody. Why? Because you have been praying in secret. And there's other blessings as well. There's blessings in this life that God will give. Sometimes they're financial blessings. Sometimes they're blessings and and salvation of family members. Many different ways that God can bless openly. So what do He say? Let me read that last part again. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Oh, thank you, my friend, my brother and sister. Thank you for being with us here on this podcast again. And uh, we so appreciate that. Amen. If you would, stay stay tuned for this last message. Blessings to you in Jesus' name. Have you been blessed and encouraged by Everything Apostolic? This is Brother Rodas. There's two ways you can support this ministry financially. Number one, you can go to charlesarodas.com and purchase one of our books. Or number two, uh, you can support Everything Apostolic for as little as 99 cents a month. There's a support link on each of our podcasts. Thanks for considering.
0: Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodus.com. There you will find Pastor Rodus's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.